Gridbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast, where we believe that the local church is the heart of the greater Catholic church, and we are striving to make church matter in our communities again. I'm your host, Kelly Lippenholtz, and today I'm joined by Tom Corcoran. Tom is the associate to the pastor here at Church of the Nativity, and he is also the author of the Rebuilt books, including Rebuilt, Tools for Rebuilding, Rebuilding Your Message, and the Rebuilt Field Guide. And also, we want to um, let you know today that the audiobook of Rebuilt will be coming out soon. Soon. So, like soon. any day. Okay. But I have to find out and exactly And where can we find where. that? On iTunes? You should be able to find it on iTunes and Amazon. Yeah. Great. So. Okay. So any day now. There's a summer project we were working on. That's great. That dragged into the fall. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did you read it? It's your voice? It's my voice and Father Michael's. Fantastic. So, um, okay. Yeah. Great. Great. So look for the audiobook of Rebuilt coming any day now. You By the way, I would say he was the better one. Like the better the guy that did it for us is like, wow, he's a natural. Oh. He could do this for a living <laughs> if he wanted to. And he's like, you were all right. But he said Father Michael was a natural and like, wow, yeah, could do it for a living if you ever wanted to change roles. So. Well, he better not want to change roles. <laughs> but there you go. If, if he, he's, there's a future for him if he. <laughs> the church business doesn't okay. work out. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. So today we're going to look at increasing generosity at your church. Much of our content today comes from a message series that we're currently doing here at Nativity on being generous in the Advent season. So, Tom, would you consider yourself to be a generous? <laughs> That's kind of a loaded person? question. Yeah. Are you a generous person? <laughs> well, you can answer the question about. Are you a good gift giver? Okay, then, that's maybe? easier. No, I'm not a good gift giver. So. No. Okay. I don't think I'm a generous person either. I think this is something we all can grow in. Yeah. I, I've, I've become more generous, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm growing mm-hmm. in generosity. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of think back to, um, when I talk about my story when it comes to money, that yeah. when I realized that before I learned what God said about money, I was doing life my way and I was broke and I was not generous. Mm-hmm. So I'm still broke, but at least I'm a little more generous, <laughs> I think. And I've improved and I got out of debt, I think. And I, I attribute that really to living God's word. So you're you know, less broke. I'm less broke. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, 
<laughs> again, I feel like I give more. Yeah. And it's it's a, a way of life and a way of thinking now. Right. And it's I've, from the heart. It's not like you're checking the box. Yeah, I think that's a and we could get into this later, but that's I think it's always a continual too, yeah. a continual growth that you could say, Okay, I've given this much and now I'm good and I don't I think God constantly is calling us to be more generous. Uh and you know, I think we're gonna be talking more about just money in this podcast in our series for here at church. We're talking about just the generosity of spirit, which right. I think we can grow in. Yeah, um, for sure. But uh yeah, I, I you know, I I'm I'm I do okay. And how about, how about you? What's, uh, I, I don't think I'm a very generous person either. Um, one of the things that I'm most stingy with, if that's a word that people still use is my time. I'm really, really protective of my time. And I didn't used to always be that way. It was after I had kids and, and life just got really busy. And so I'm really selfish, I think with my time, if we're tra- talking about generosity of spirit and then financially, um, you know, I'm probably a little selfish there too, because I think everybody is a little bit, but I really get a lot of happiness. I was going to say joy, but I think it's happiness out of looking at the, you know, the savings account that makes me feel secure. I guess I feel security in that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, but I think being aware of that is, is the first step to, to being generous. But, um, well, Dave Ramsey talks about that a little bit every, he talks about when he talks to couples about the importance especially for women and having savings that there's a security gland for women that yeah. men don't have. So that mm. plays out with you, with you. Yeah, what you're saying. sure does. All right. So let's get into this. We want to, we want to talk about, um, increasing the generosity of your church. So Tom, what led you to want to do a whole message series about generosity? I think this is the season of giving. I mean, we say that right. there's, you know, things like giving Tuesday and, um, so we can capitalize on that feeling that's already out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, people watch the Christmas Carol and you remember that scene where the, the guys come into Scrooge's office and they say, you know, you know, he just won't give anything. They say to him, you won't, you know, what, what do you want to give to the poor? He's like, there's no workhouses, there's no prisons. And, they say, you know, they, and then he's, they say, well, well, what can we put you down to? And he says, hmm. nothing. He's like, nothing. you wish to be anonymous? And he says, no, I wish to be left alone. And uh, we all see that this time of year. And, you know, we don't want to be that. Right. We want to be giving and we want to be, be generous. And so um, let's try to ride that wave at this time of year. So this series, at least for us, is trying to ride that wave of we want to give at this time of year. It's the season right. of giving. Okay. So why... Why should our parish be so generous, though? And, and like, what's the importance of that? Well, again, it's, it's vital to this discipleship. It's how we become like Christ, mm-hmm. um, that God is a giver. John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his only beloved son. Uh, so that's the heart of the gospel. We're, our series is Unwrapping Christmas. And when you unwrap Christmas and get to the core, that's the core. God loves, so God gives. Um, God loves, so he gives us his son. And then his son loves us, so he gives us his life and, and dies for us. So uh, our God is a generous God. You know, all creation. God didn't have to create it. Right. It wasn't like God was lonely and didn't know what to do with his time, so he had to create the world. No, <laughs> God created everything out of, out of generosity. And so if we're becoming more like Christ and more like his son, we're going to grow in this virtue. Right. Now, a lot of people are going to ask, well, we ne- you need your parishioners to be generous because you have bills to pay. Sure. So talk about that for a minute. Well, that's, that's definitely true. Um, it's, it's, it's vital for the vision and mission of our church. We right. cannot do ministry if people in our church are not growing in generosity and growing in givers, as being givers. Um, you know, so, again, we need people to pay the bills. And the bigger your vision, the more money you will need. Um, I like what John Maxwell says. He says, where there is no vision, the people perish. 
and where there is no money, the vision will perish. So uh, if you want to reach your community, if you um, want, want, want to do more in your church, it just takes money. And the way we get money is because people are growing in generosity. And we do say that, and this is very hard because often we'll talk about fundraising. We say all the time we are not raising funds. Right. We are not raising money. We are raising givers, mm-hmm. not funds. And we really believe as, as we raise givers and teach people to be generous and teach people to give, as God calls us to give, the money flows from there. So often the problem in the church world is we go for the money. Right. We go for the fruit. Like this quote, quote Henry Cloud, it says, losers go for fruit. Smart people plant fruit-bearing trees, and that's right. what we're trying to do is— well, we've seen this. We've seen this play out in the past couple years in our parish too. Yeah, I think our, we're becoming more generous. I think certainly when it comes to um, our, our campaign to raise money for our, our building, we're able to say we're we're not going to have to borrow any money for a building because of the it's incredible people gave right. right. All right, Tom. So we know that it's important to be generous because it's part of our spiritual growth. We become more like Christ. We know it's important to be generous because it's vital for the funding of the vision and the mission. What's another reason that it's important for people to become generous, to grow in generosity? Well, I think just the church becomes a lot more attractive when people are generous. And again, we could say this on all levels, you know, generosity of spirit. And we talk about being a welcoming community, and I think that's a generosity of spirit. Sure. Uh, But also, I think financially, the communities become more attractive because, again, giving financially is incredibly important to growing in generosity. You know, if, if someone is unwilling to give financially, they're not willing to become more generous as a, in spirit. I think yeah. it's a huge, it's such a huge, huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, just know it. Uh, again, we can be attracting more people because people gave to this building, right? It's it just, it, it enables the vision. So maybe it goes back to the last one a little sure, bit more. Sure. But then there's something like you come up, up here intuitively, you kind of know, maybe you don't always intuitively, but in the back of your head, it's like, Somebody had to build this. Right. Somebody had to give the money for this. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Acts twenty two forty four to forty seven, uh, it says, you know, they had all things in common, and they had generous hearts, and day by day, God added to their number those who were being saved. So, and I think if you read through the book of Acts, you just see the generosity. Read through the book of Acts and see the giving that takes place there, and how often Acts will then say that giving and generosity connects to the church, adding in a number of those being saved. Interesting. Um, it's um, So generosity and church growth go together as far as deepening in discipleship and widening and reaching new people. Great. So, wow. I never really thought about that. Those are, those are connected. Those are closely connected, generosity and church growth. Absolutely. Great. So if your people are not becoming more generous, I think you're stunning the growth of mm-hmm. your church. Wow. Okay. So um, with that, <laughs> what are some of the obstacles that we face in getting people to be generous? I mean, it's a tough one. Well, I think, yeah, let's acknowledge we're all self-centered. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I acknowledge that I am. Uh, so there you go. You're easy. Now, some people are like, I'm not self-centered. Well, you know, when you get a group picture, mm-hmm. right, someone sends you a group picture, what do you do? <laughs> you look for yourself. That's you look, the first thing you do. You look for yourself. And then, how do I look? How do I look? And then you judge the whole picture based on... Right. It's a bad picture if you have your eyes closed, right? right? Or, yeah, you don't look good or, yeah. or whatever. And if it's a, you look good, it's a good picture. Yeah. How does everybody right. else look? You don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You care about how, how, how <laughs> you look. So, you know, there's just – that's the sin nature we have. You know, I, I, I remember my son Caleb is five now, but like one time at two, taking my phone and be like, this is mine. 
I'm like, where on earth did he get that that was his? He didn't buy it. He didn't pay for it. It came because into my house because of me. He never <laughs> earned a paycheck, but it's mine. Human nature, it's Human right? nature, right? We're born that way. Yeah. So wow. I know mm-hmm. you have two kids, you know, same thing, I would guess, right? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. They, I mean, everything. When they were two, everything was theirs. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine. Yep. And I'm still trying to teach my kids to share, right? It's not like... Me too. And they're teenagers. <laughs> right. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Who paid for that? And and how is that yours? And if it is, even if it is yours and you paid for it, why can't you share that with right. your brother? Right. If they got two cookies, their first thought is not, oh, I'm going to share with my brother. No, two for me. Two for me. Yeah. Right. So, and that's, that's just human nature. So mm-hmm. we're self-centered, which leads to greed. You know, I want more. Um, you know, if, if, if I'm getting more, I'm winning. There's a certain part in our culture that says that, that, mm-hmm. uh, Hugh dies with the most toys wins. Right. That's the, that's the kind of saying out there. And, uh, you know, I, I think, especially for me, I know like the scorecard, especially for, and I don't know if it's just a male thing or, or what, but I know, especially when I turned 40, yeah, it was even bigger. Like I never cared. I always thought, well, I can make money when I'm older. And almost I turned 40. I'm like, well, now I'm older. Now I'm older. <laughs> And that's all I got. Like, I, you know, I'm worth more dead than alive kind of, you know, like, so there is that, that plays into it. And I know it's stupid. I know it's dumb to judge my value by how much I have, but. But, but that's what our culture does. It it's, does. All, it's nearly impossible to not at least have that thought yeah. before you can try to move on to something else. Yeah. So that that's the self is just one obstacle, the, the, the self-centered. Well, um, and that leads in right into the next obstacle then. Yeah, that, that fear that there won't be enough for me. Right. So if I give to you or I give to God or I give to the church, there might not be enough for me or right. enough to make my family's needs. And what about college? And what about, you know, sure. You know, I don't think anyone, anyone in our country is worrying they're not going to have enough food to eat. But but there's I, a lot of other things right. that you could do with that money every month. Right. I'm not growing my, my, my retirement account. I'm not – I might not have enough to pay for the football game I want to go to or, right. you know – if I buy, you know, give money to you and I make a commitment to you or to give to God or give to the, to, to the poor, then I might not have something I want. So that, that's just definitely out there as well. All right. This is tough. All right. So let's, what's one more obstacle? Do we have another obstacle to, that we face in getting people to be generous? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty more than these too. Because the, the I want to move on to how we, <laughs> <laughs> how we move past this. Well, I think there's people are afraid of being a doormat or being taken advantage of or not using their money yeah. wisely. You know, I think... You know, there's a lot of things out there about what charities do and how much goes to overhead. Oh, yeah. and, you know, I don't want right. to pay some CEO $500,000 salary when right. I'm making less than that, you know, mm-hmm. far less than that. So that's some part of it. I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to be manipulated. I, uh, you know, I, just, I don't want that. Right. Uh, and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to st- – I'm not sure I even understand that. I just know that's there. Right. Why is that so deep for us that – when, and some of it, I think, is our greed and self-interest. A little but, bit of pride, right? Yeah. But I, I – we're very – you know, at times very skeptical of giving because I just don't want to give to you and feel like I'm being deceived or in, in some way. So right. it, it's just there. Um, again, I don't want to play the chump. Um, right. And, so this and, is why trust is so important in, in establishing some, establishing some trust with your congregation before – um, you start to ask them to be generous givers. Right. I mean, they say like in church world, the wallet's the last thing to come and the first thing to go. You know, that's the, that's so because you got to build trust over time and do what you say you're going to do with your money. And, you know, we can build, we can kill trust by like, you know, I always say, you know, 
car I drive, the car the pastor drives is very important. Right. Because if people we, are watching, people are watching or clothes you, you know, wear too much, you know, I don't know. And even sometimes people point mm-hmm. out clothes that have been gifted to me. Like, wow, you're wearing that shirt. I'm like, I would never pay for this shirt. Right. Someone gave it this to me, gift. you know, Jeez, but wow. like people you know, are watching, but people How are watching. So we have to just be careful and then do what we say we're going to do with the money that people give. Sure. Because, right. Okay, so we're going to take a break, but I'm very excited to come back on the other side of the break and talk about how we're going to increase the giving and generosity of your parish. So stick around for part two. The Rebuilt Field Guide will lead you and your leadership team through assessment and goal-setting exercises that will help you revitalize your church. The workbook offers practical steps that will bring your team together so that you can affect change in your parish. If you know your parish needs to change or want to introduce the principles of Rebuilt, but you don't know where to start, the Rebuilt Field Guide is the perfect resource. You can order the Field Guide from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at Ave Maria Press. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. Today we're talking all about how to increase the generosity of your church. In the first segment, we looked at how vitally important it is to have a generous church, that giving leads us to be more Christ-like, it's attractive, and let's face it, the vision and mission require a budget also. We also touched on some obstacles to giving, which include selfishness, fear of not having enough, and being taken advantage of. So now let's look at how to overcome those obstacles so that we can create generous givers in our parish. Tom, what's the first and most important way to increase generosity at your church? Well, I think this is a very churchy answer, <laughs> but I don't, I think it's everything, you know, we got to pray. Right. Um, if you're not, people are, again, it's a huge spiritual step for people to, to give or give more. Yeah. And it's that, that won't happen without the Holy Spirit, I don't think, you know, or it will not happen in a major way without the Holy Spirit. That, um, Right. And no, we don't mean just say a little prayer. We mean like an intentional, an intentional time of prayer specifically about generosity and giving. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I guess a confession, I don't feel like we're the most prayerful church in the world. You know, like I feel like yeah. people better at prayer. Maybe everybody feels that. But, <laughs> you know, but we've done some things and sometimes just do something, pray at least in some way, you right. know, and maybe just not throwing up a prayer, but in some ways be intentional. So a couple of ways we've been intentional with that is before we launched our capital campaign, we had that 40 hours of, of prayer mm-hmm. and we had adoration for 40 hours and people come and pray and we launched it with a kind of prayer campaign. So that was, that was huge. And, you know, we pray on, you know, as a staff on Tuesdays and just lifting that up. Hey, increase the generosity of our church yeah. as, as we do, you know, uh, mass or communion service and lift that up. Or um, we did the for, – for the month of November, we asked a group of people to pray every day for it, and we sent them an email to remind them and a little prayer to pray. So not anything – we weren't, you know, bleeding on our knees or anything mm-hmm. like that. But very intentional, but intentional strategy for prayer and reminding people to pray. Right. Okay, so, all right, we got the churchy answer. What's next? What's the practical answer? How else do we increase generosity? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, second, you know, I think we got to paint a vision for the impact it will have on others. Um, you know, share stories of the impact your church is having. If you get an email or a letter from somebody that says, hey, this ministry impacted my life or this whole church has impacted my life, that's gold. Right. You got to save that. Yeah. Never underestimate the power of someone's story. Yeah. I mean, and this goes back to people don't want to be chumps. They don't, they want to invest in something that makes an impact. So I'm okay with surrendering my money to you if 
I think it makes an impact. Right. And it builds trust. Like, okay, you're doing what you said you're going to do. Um, it, um, again, I, I'm, I'm giving money for a cause that makes a difference and makes an impact. And we can see that sometimes working in the church, but the people who we're asking to give don't always see that. That's right. So um, we have to show them. We have to show them. And we have to let, you know, one of the things we did this fall that was, was cool. I don't know if we have these anywhere on, on our website or whatever. Probably through Vimeo, I guess you could check it out. Maybe. Um, the, these giving moments where we just said, we took a minute in between minute. the, uh, after the uh, prayer of the faithful or the universal prayer, I forgot mm-hmm. they changed the name of that. And, uh, and the, um, before the offertory, bef- before the right? offertory. Yep. And okay. the offertory song and all that. Yep. And played a minute video just saying we did missions. We did, you know, volunteer ministers. Ministers aren't free. We have to invest in them. Um, children's ministry, student ministry, Missions, did I already say that one? What was the other one? And um, so, uh, small our, groups, our care pastoral ministry, care. Yeah. Pastoral care, right? Yeah. So just reminding people, this is what we're about to pass the basket. Right. These are some things that we do. This is what you're investing in if you decide to give today or in the future. Right. So on our Stewardship Sunday, usually, although this year is a little bit different, we, we, we share some stories and that kind of thing. You can do emails, whatever, but you need to be reminding people of what their money accomplishes by giving to your church. Great. Okay. What's another way that we can increase giving and generosity in the parish? Well, I think then we have to paint the vision or, or three, talk about the rewards that Scripture says. That, you know, it's in our self-interest to not always act in our self-interest. <laughs> that it's Jesus is telling us, if give and it'll be given unto you, right? Um, pressed down, shake, shaken over, overflowing. Um we in this past stewardship Sunday we had the parable of the talents and we talked about the rewards of affirmation, promotion, and celebration. That the the, ma- the servant takes the master's money and invests it in the interest of the master to build, grow his kingdom, to grow his worth, and we get to do the same thing. And what happens at the end? At the end, that the the servants that take the money and invest it for the master, one they get affirmation, well done, good and faithful servant. Um, come and sh- you know, come, well done, good and faithful servant. That. God affirms us when we give. Uh, we'll feel God's pleasure. Second promotion, hey, you've been faithful with little things. Come be faithful with much more, that God promotes us in some way, and we don't always know what that means. I think right. sometimes that means that God does give us more in this life to manage for him. Sometimes that, mean, that might mean in the next life, you know, Jesus said, therefore use your, you know, invest money here so you'll have treasure in heaven. Build treasure in heaven. Um I don't know all that means, but it's, it's a tough one to understand. Understand, but, but somehow Jesus is saying I can build treasure in heaven by using my money here on earth. Yeah, uh, and then third celebration at the end of that parable: um, come and share your master's joy. Uh, and again, that there is joy in giving. I think there's joy in giving both in this life, and then there will be joy in the next life that we can have. But we that there is personal rewards to giving, and I, I and I'm a big on this. And I don't know if you've heard. I think you've, maybe I've said it a lot to you, but. Whenever Jesus challenges us to do something in the scriptures, I don't see him appealing to obligation or duty. You should right. do this because I said so. Mm-hmm. I, Never. I, I don't think he says that. He always says, do it because it's in your own best interest. Yeah. Give because it's in your own best interest. And so it's such a hard thing to break down, again, because it doesn't match with the way we see the world. Right. But. It requires a massive amount of trust and belief on our part. Uh, belief in God's word that it's true all the time 
Yeah, and, I think belief. But I think there's transformation of the mind, too, that we have to right. come to see this world differently. Yeah. I mean, I walked away, and I had to say this. We, we, in our stewardship Sunday, Brian, Michael, and I, Father Michael and I all spoke. So, But after four messages, I'm like, I just I walked away. I'm saying, if half of what we're saying is true, <laughs> it is stupid not to give. Right, right. I, I, mean, th- I mean, if you read sure. through the scriptures yeah. about the promises Jesus says of money, a temporary transitional thing, temporary transitory thing mm. that will not last, and Jesus says you can have treasure forever in heaven. Whatever that means. Some, and you just have to, that's the faith. You got to trust, trust. him. That means. Yeah, sure. But if that's true, and if Why one day. Why wouldn't we want it? Yeah. And, w- and there's so many other promises, too, that we, we do believe in more, I guess, than, than that one. Like, there's tons of promises in the Bible that, you know, God will never leave me. That's comforting to me. I believe that. But this one is tougher to believe. Right. Or just tougher to act on. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's tougher. Maybe to- I believe it, but I just. I'm still holding up tight to that savings account. <laughs> well, and again, savings aren't bad. You know, that's, I know, that's a, I know. It's not a bad thing. But as long as the savings is coming after we, you know, after we get, give, right. save, live on the rest would be kind of the thing. Yes. Uh, just one other thought. on Again, I love this Jim Elliott's quote on this about the rewards. Mm-hmm. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Um, that's a lot of words. Okay. So he Look. is no fool. Who gives what he cannot keep? We cannot keep the money we have. Right. You can't take it with you. Yeah. Um, Randy Alcorn says you can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, you, he's no fool. Gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. That Jesus tells us, whatever we give to him, um, we cannot lose because again, moth, uh, moth can destroy. You know, he's saying, you know, clothes. Your moth can destroy. Um, treasure, money, people come and steal. Whatever you give to God lasts forever. Anyway, I guess we've said enough about so that. So salvation, but. we cannot lose that. Okay. Um, so the other thing about increasing generosity in your parish is to leverage the season of giving, which we've already mentioned. But um, we have a couple seasons throughout the year where we can sort of leverage that feeling of generosity. What are those seasons? I think there's two ways which we do it. Number one is our Stewardship Sunday, mm-hmm. which we always do the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, in which we ask people to make a commitment for the year ahead. Now, how do other churches do this? Is this something that we have just um, decided on our own and this is how we do it? Or um, how do other Catholic churches do this? A variety of ways? Yeah, I think a variety of ways. I don't think we're alone in doing it at this time. Okay. I think other places do it or have a stewardship weekend. Um, it's kind of become bigger at our church. but um, Right, we make you, it sort of a, a moment, an yeah. event. Yeah, but if you don't have one, you should. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say pick a weekend in which you you talk about what the good the church is doing right. and invite people to make a commitment in some way or some form. We we still have arguments over these cards. Are they worth it? And online, oh, what right. they all Stewardship mean. But, cards. But I think you need some kind of commitment that makes it real. And yeah. how many people do it each year? It's a portion of people. And some people will do it one year and not the next. And But there's just got to be some kind of system you have in which. Right. And we really lead up to that weekend. It doesn't really stand alone. It might appear to stand alone. But right. we really lead up to it. Yeah, that, that's sure. when we showed the giving moment, the one-minute right. giving moments videos, right. the weeks ahead of Stewardship Weekend. And then this year we had this 1% video, and we're still figuring out how well that worked. But we even challenged people to give mm-hmm. one more percent more of their income. Right. I had some confusion over whether right. it was one more percent more than you gave the year before, uh, but one percent more of your income. And we're still sorting out how many people actually took that right. challenge. It's but, so concrete. I mean, I... I I just went home and calculated and just wrote it down on the card because it's just so concrete and it just is so simple. 1%. Why can't I give one more percent? Of course I can. 
Yeah, it was. I it worked for me. Good, and I'm that's, stingy. Good, that's good. <laughs> there you go. Good, that's good. And I work here, I guess. So no, but well, I think there's a lot of people, quite honestly, who might be on staff and don't give, and right. and I would challenge that again. Yeah. One thing I didn't even put on here is sometimes I will say move yourself, and so. Well, yeah. We got. We, we gotta, have to be doing it too. We got to be doing it our, ourselves. Yeah. So. Um, so the other thing was there's that, and then we didn't do this last year for, for some different reasons, but we're bringing it back this year. And I love it is this weekend coming up is going to be our, our missions weekend. Right. And I, I just love that we we take a weekend. We're saying, here's some opportunities, ways to, for you to give to our mission partners for this weekend. will be Q and Monarch, Q of Kenya and Monarch Haiti. And we're doing child sponsorships this year. We've done raised money for a school before, uh, for water wells. I mean, Find some, like it's it's I I love this weekend. I'm so glad yeah. we do this. It makes me proud to be part of this church. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, so we have a weekend where we're asking people to give to the parish, which you know a, a lot of people do, and a lot of people step up and do that. But it feels even better to this weekend to ask people to be giving to the poor, to our mission partners. Um, and in the past, I think we've done such a great job of um, not to toot our own horn too much, but showing like when we asked, when we asked, we had a mission weekend, we asked for money to build a school and then we're showing a picture of that school built right. and done. And we have people here that come visit that can speak to that school. Like we get to see the fruit of yes. that. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. So I, I, again, maybe think about putting that in your calendar a weekend and it, it takes, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And this evolved over the years and even we, we've been learning about missions, yeah, Absolutely. but if there's a way to begin putting that into your, and we've kind of done it in many different ways too. We step like at Advent, you know, giving toys and things like that. That's and we, right. would, we would make a whole thing about that and have a display. So maybe you do that already, but make it a weekend. Or we did the right. Thanksgiving baskets for a while mm-hmm. was like yep. meals and dinners and people would bring that weekend. Again, people want to do that. Yes. And it's an easy win to help people move in this direction. Yeah. People and, want to participate yeah. in something like that. And as Father Michael says, giving begets giving. So, all right, we got a couple more. We're, we're, we're running long here. but so we'll Okay, so give up. us two more quick re- reasons or ways to increase giving and generosity. So the other one was got to make it accessible. You got to make it easy for people to give. Okay. Um, let me just give a quick example. Though. I got an email about on Giving Tuesday about to give to support the teachers at my son's school. Okay. I wanted to do it. I, I'm looking at the email. There's no way to click it. I'm like looking, click, oh, click, click, no click, click. Now. No. You got to have the give now button right in the right, right, right upper right hand corner. I'm not saying that. There's nowhere. <laughs> the only way will bring the check in or bring cash into the school. Oh, no. I'm not like, doing that. I, I, and I, and I, and be, only because we're doing the series, I wrote the check. But you know what? That check has never made it to my son's hands. Right. And, and only because I, I, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do this. Right. And you've made it But they didn't make it easy for, for me. you to do it. And it's hard yeah. to make it accessible. It sounds such an easy step. It is simple but not easy. So make it accessible. Um, you know, automatic worship offering, you're like the Give Now button on your website, whatever. Make it easy and accept, accessible. Automatic worship offering is a huge thing. We Every year after year after year, we, we encourage. And then last thing, just pers- persevere and build trust. Again, we got to keep coming back. We got to keep coming back. We're trying to renew right. people's minds, and that doesn't happen automatically. Right. Um, we're trying to change the way people think about money. And think, think, and think about it again, that it's stupid to not give. Yeah. That's what we're trying to get people to think. Um, maybe, and, or it's better that I give. There's probably a nicer way to say that. But, <laughs> it's better but that I give. It's better to give. But the best use of my money is to give. People do not think that. Um, but mm-hmm. we're trying to bring people to that point where, you know, it's better to give than to receive. Yeah. And, uh, but that takes 
time. It takes time. It takes time. It's taken us years to yeah, be getting this And we right. are certainly not where no. we want to be. Right. Okay. So um, stick with us. We're going to be back in a moment to wrap up today's podcast about increasing generosity of your parish. The Rebuilt Parish Association provides resources and advice to help you rebuild your parish. Included in membership are resources for student programs, children's programs, and small group materials. Also included are homilies, so that you can easily do message series that match the liturgical year. Father Brian Mason from St. Mary's Parish in Hales Corner, Wisconsin states, We based our homilies over several weeks on the Expect Miracles message series, and never in 23 years of preaching have I had so many people talking about the effects the homilies had on their lives. Go to RebuiltParishAssociation.com to learn more about how the Rebuilt Parish Association can give you the resources and content you need to rebuild your parish. Welcome back. As we wrap up the Rebuilt podcast today, let us remind you that generosity is vitally important to your parish if you want to be growing disciples of Jesus Christ if you want to fulfill the vision and mission that you've laid out, and if you want to be attractive to more people in your community. So, Tom, what is the number one action that parishes can take today to increase generosity? That's a great question. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I go back to the prayer. I, I just think, um, I think all these things, I don't, I don't know if you can take any of these out, but uh, begin by praying. Um, and then, you know, the make it accessible is, so I'm, I'm cheating and doing too. cheating. But make it accessible. Be, Pray not, about not, how to make it accessible. How to make it to accessible. People. Yeah. <laughs> but I think all these elements are important. Uh, and I don't know, make it accessible. And I think helping make it accessible is also putting something on the calendar. It says, right. Put something is, on the calendar. This is where we're going to, we're going to do something. So I'll go pray, put something on the calendar. Um, okay. Where you're going to start to. Paint a vision. For Paint what a vision you... and take a whole weekend and say, this weekend is about increasing generosity in our church. Great. Okay, thanks. Can you pray for us as right. we close? All right. Um, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God, uh, we just thank you that you are a giver, that you've been so generous to us, that everything we have is a gift. And that you at, the, at Christmas, you gave us the greatest gift of all. You gave us the gift of your Son. So God, help us to remember that incredible gift to be appreciative of that gift. And God, may that spur us on to be givers. And may that leak out into our community, overflow into our community, our churches, our parishes, that they would grow in generosity so we can reach more people and grow your kingdom. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next time.